is Two Minutes About Time with Luke Allen and Robert E.G. Black, the podcast that takes a look at the film About Time, two minutes at a time. I am Richard Curtis, and I hope you enjoy it. And if you don't, well, you can just travel back in time two minutes and listen to something else. I'm on your host, Luke Allen. I'm joined, as always, with my co-host, Robert E.G. Black. Hello. And our special guest for this week, Andy J. Hello. So, today, we're looking at minute 100 of About Time. Nice round number. The big, the big 100. And, you know, if we, can we just leave it here? Just, it's not dead yet. We'll finish the show. Um, anyway. So, Tim says, there's another, there's another secret. Less dramatic, much more what, important. Wait, is that what he says? Well, not, not the stumble. <laughs> yeah. okay, there's a, there's a, there's a, no. Uh, but the secret is less dramatic, much more important. The real mothership. Which, I feel like the line, the mothership, I always think is at the start, when he, when he says, wow, massive, to Tim's, um, when, when Tim says he's gonna use it to get a girlfriend, and his dad says, wow, massive. For some yeah. reason, I always think he says the real mothership then. So this is, I guess, where that, where, where that confusion came from. That would have been a good, sort of good callback. That would have been good. Unless it's one of those weird trailer things, cause the trailer is, oh, I hate the trailer. Yeah. I've, there, there's lines in the trailer that aren't in the film. They spoil like the entire plot in the trailer. Yeah. The dad's death is in the trailer. It's just, oh. Yeah, that's bad. That's very bad. So I don't have anything to send to people when they when I tell them to watch about time. So I'm like, don't watch the trailer. Yeah. Um, so I guess I'll have to make my own trailer. Oh, do it. So uh, less dramatic, much more important. The real mothership. No, go on. Tell me. Let's save some time. I like how it, I like how we don't see the dad telling. Yes. Like I think it's a really good mm-hmm. decision. Yeah, cause I think, I think it's good because the dad is telling his son and then the son is telling us. Yeah. Like, obviously Tim has been the, the kind of, you know, main plot that we've been following. So I think it's good that from his experiences that we've been living with him, he now gets to pass on that mother, that mothership to this, us. This could even be Tim telling this story to Jeff, his son. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's a good, good point. But yeah, I think it's important that we didn't hear it from the dad. And it also means that it's almost like they, the two characters, were having that moment without us. Yeah. Because mm. it was so important. They were having that moment together, truly just the two of them without the fly on the wall. Oh, an odd, them. right? An, an odd comparison, possibly disturbing comparison. They do the same with the sex scene. Yeah, like you know, it's it's an intimate moment, and so mm. we, we don't see, see the before and after. We don't see the yeah. thing. I know it's a weird thing yeah, to exactly. compare. This no, moment yeah. is also the movie yeah, being kind of sense. coy too, because Tim says, "Let's save some time," and then the movie saves some time by skipping mm. the dialogue. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we get the shot right of them leaving the house. Yes. The mum's in the car, but they're saying yeah. goodbye to the dad. Yes. I assume she's going to drive them to the station. Train station. Did, did they not mm. drive down? Well, no, they were walking up the driveway, so they didn't drive. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. they could have gone taxi. And also, Kit Kat is not leaving with them. I don't think you'd trust Kit Kat to drive you, though. She doesn't, she might not even have a car right now. Oh, yeah. Mm. That purple car. Okay, that it makes took a sense, bit of damage. I feel like, I feel like there's enough seats in the car for the dad to come too. It's just, that, but, it, that's would, weird. Would you? Would you, you want, want to? the emotional would goodbye at the station if you don't need it? Yeah, exactly. You'd leave. You'd leave the dad at home. Do the emotional goodbye at your house. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then they can go from there. Okay. 
it was only in my mind is to spend as much time with him as possible. But I guess that would be a hard way to spend the end of your life. Like, if, yeah. if, you know, being the dad, that would be weird. Yeah. And admittedly yeah. weirder later on for the dad, the fact that he has to come, he has to see at random points of his life, his son going back to see him after he's dead. He's like, oh, I'll come back from the funeral or, oh, this is the last time I'm going to get to see. Him. Like, oh, that way yeah. to just be not able to tell anyone. My mm. son just told me I'm dead. Like, it's just, oh. Well, yes, like, but not yeah. only does he know he's dying, he knows when. He knows that Tim will know, and Tim will take mm. advantage of it. His, his life has become kind of unstuck from the regular There's a similar time. thing in Time Traveler's Wife. But yeah, I just, yeah, I think there's, there, there's stuff in Time Traveler's Wife, but I don't want to talk about it in case our listeners haven't seen it before. Mm. Because, yeah, it's just, and Robert, you've only seen yeah. it once, right? Yes, although I did also read the thing it's based on, the book. Oh, okay. I forgot there was a book. I think it's I actually. I think there. it's a short story. I remember not yeah, being yeah, very long. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know that was based on. Well, I'll decide to either keep it in or not. Because Andy, I assume you've seen Time Traveler's Wife. Right? I've seen it once uh, many years ago. Spoiler warning for Time Traveler's Wife. Well, there's a thing in there with the kid. They see their kid older when the mum's when Rich McAdams is pregnant with the child, and the kid says that her dad died when she was five. Oh. Mm. <laughs> oh. Yeah. yeah. So, so it, 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 it's just reminding me of that. I don't know whether I'll keep this in or not. I, I could just put a little spoiler warning or something. In fact, just in case I forget to, I, I'm too bored to re-record me saying spoiler warning, I'll say it now and edit it back. So there's another secret. Tim says, and so he told me his secret formula for happiness. Part one of the two-part plan was that I should just get on with ordinary life, living it day by day like every, like anyone else. Mm-hmm. That is maybe the best piece of advice that anybody could give anybody for anything. Whether you're Mm. a time traveller or just going through a hard time or whatever, just that's the best bit of advice. Just get on with ordinary life, living it day by day like everybody else. Okay, so they say, it's like, we just got the dialogue of while he's in in the office. Okay, you got more? Before they leave, Mary sets her bag on the ground. She goes back to hug Dad and he turns Mm. away. Like, he sees sees her coming, he turns away from her. But then mm-hmm. turns back in just in time for her to hug him. It's really nice. Is it's that done? He doesn't want to. Uh, he doesn't want to live in that moment of being hugged. But he'll let her hug him. Yeah. And then Mum is already starting the car. <laughs> I love how involved Mary is in their family thing because I feel like there could have been real tension because we don't see much of her parents. Right. They spend. They they have the wedding reception at his parents' house. Mm-hmm. They you know they seem to be constantly meeting. Up, although clearly not that much, but it feels like. You know, they've got that close relationship where, I don't know, yeah. I'd imagine it could have been quite a difficult thing for Mary. And I find it weird that I'm giving credit to someone who doesn't exist. But it works really well. and It's the only something that came to me re- as a recent thought. But then if you think from, like, a, an emotional point of view, it seems like her parents aren't like her. She's very different to her parents, so I think she... Well, she she ran away with... from them, supposedly, I guess. If she's mm. gone off to live... We don't know why, but she's gone off to live in London. They're still yeah. in America. She, she's she got a house which is all over the place decoration-wise. Yeah. It's like she's just left to rebel. Yeah. And, and her way of dressing and her way of doing interior design in her place mm-hmm. very much mimics how Tim's family home is anyway. So it kind of makes well, sense that yeah. she'd... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The apartment she had by herself, no, but this one. No. Yeah, nothing there. matched in the apartment she had no. for in, in fact, the fact that nothing matched started to match. Yeah. It, mm. it worked quite well. It was like, 
so messy that it looped back and became tidy again. So yeah, I think I think she became part of the family very very easily, which is why I think she you know potentially took James's death as hard as well not as hard but harder than you might expect yeah. the wife of you know the daughter in law to take it. So Tim's now at work, and we hear just the muttered dialogue that's not really at the cool. non-existent Queen's Yard Chambers. Is where he oh yeah, works. I was just reading that. Yeah, it's on the binders. But um, the only Queen's Yard business I could find in London is accountants, not lawyers. Although they could work there. It could be account, an accounting place. They need lawyers too, I hmm. suppose. It's not Comic Sans, that font, is it? I'm, I'm On the labels? I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> they are bad labels, though, because those boxes have the business name really big, but have no clear label of what the contents are. <laughs> oh, printed sheets for boxes. You don't do that. No. The mutter dialogue is just, this is our current statement with a revised paragraph there, highlighted. And then we have, Rupert, Rupert, is that the best you can do? I got, reading that line before look at the clip, I was like, is Rupert back? Did I, did right. I forget this? Did we get more Rupert? But no, it's, uh, it's a shame. I, 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 I want more Rupert. <laughs> I like the scene in the office. I really like the scene in the office because it's, it really is showing that it, if stuff might not be done the best way all the time, it's kind of showing life in light of how it would be if you were to take the first rule, uh, the first lesson that James was saying into account. Mm-hmm. And it, obviously jumping forward a little bit when he goes and relives that day, it is definitely just showing that like very kind of real office life in that uh, your colleague is getting berated by your boss and you're just kind of sitting quietly and just kind of letting it fly which which is obviously very different later on but uh yeah i like that they did that they took that first that first lesson and then showed office in a in a realistic situation yeah so to our listeners we definitely got a lot to talk about next week with him reliving the day and a bonus episode all about the music that's featured next week so nice. you're in you're in for a good good load of stuff Anyhow, yeah, so, the rest of the minute. No, absolutely not, we can change that. Item number two, and that's... Yeah. That's it, really. Yeah. Tim cringes, and we cut to Tim at uh, location I'll, ta- I'll talk about next week. <laughs> I've got a quick note about this location, just because I think I might forget it next week. Even though we don't actually see her in the scene, but I'm going to say it just in case. I forget. The woman working in that cafe or shop or wherever it is, right? Yeah. She's just a woman who served Richard in a cafe when they were filming in Cornwall, and so he just invited her to be in the film because he thought that she had the perfect oh, mannerisms. That's really cool. That's so, um, cool. Richard, if you're making a film and you've you got some podcasters as characters, <laughs> then... Um... Um, yeah, so with Minute 100, there's like... There's nothing There's nothing else. I wish we could go on to, go on to the second lesson, but... I mean, you could talk a bit about it. We can't, but you can. <laughs> No, it's all right. I'll leave. I'll leave it for the. I'll leave it for the next guest. It's fine. Okay, so Andy, we sent you a bonus minute. Uh, you did a good one I as well. I always forget what bonus minute I've sent, so I'm looking forward to you telling me what I've sent and me probably being yeah. happy that I chose a good one. It's a really good one, considering the minutes that we've covered in in my few episodes. It's the uh, it's uh, James's speech at their wedding. Oh yes. Now I'm scared I double booked because I feel I sent that to one of our upcoming guests as well. Whoops. <laughs> no, don't say that because it's so, it's so, uh, it's, it's so fine. good. Yeah. 
Which which part of the speech did I send you actually? The the first bit. The one where he goes yeah, no, the one where he goes back and uh tells about the three the three males he three guys he's loved in his life and it's that the the good speech that he does rather than the the bad one. But yes, it's a... shall I just jump into yes. it? Shall I just jump yeah, into yeah, it? We, we've already talked we've about covered it, so, it, so it's on you. <laughs> okay, cool, that's fine. So uh, yeah, there's two two main things I took from this. One going back to I can't remember if it was this episode or the last episode I spoke about um dealing with the whole dad death thing. Yeah. But uh I don't have a super close relationship with my dad, but he said in the speech that uh he's not proud of many things in his life, but and then uh, you know that he's proud of his son. And uh that just uh, that got me super emotional and I love that because that's all you I think I think anyway or at least that's what I strive for. But as a son, you strive for your dad to be proud of you. Like, that's all I ever wanted or or want from my parents, especially my dad, just to be proud of me and for him to say that he's proud of me. And then the second thing was uh, try and marry someone kind, which is, uh, yeah, definitely my, uh, was my go-to when I was deciding who to marry. That was literally the only thing that I... Robert, Ewan's ruined this for me. Why? Just, just like, I mean, I still like it, but Ewan, who we had on, was the only person who hated on this film. <laughs> and he was just going on oh. about how, like, the entire dad's speech is like he's written things out that he's read in greeting cards. <laughs> it's just... uh, sure. But I think that's they are, fine. Yeah. <laughs> I they are quite hallmarky, for sure. And, the... and it, it does, it does mirror that, that thing with Desmond as well, with him saying to Desmond that, that he's one of only three men that he's ever loved in his life. And then obviously that moment ended up being the moment that Desmond then remembered when they were all gathering at the house for, for his dad. Hmm. I mean, what do you think with uh, the one issue I have with this, which is such a minor, minor issue, but the one hmm. issue I have with this was that Tim's telling us the story. How does he know that mm-hmm. this happened? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, didn't, I don't know. That's an interesting interesting. I mean, I guess his dad could have just told him. It could have been a thing yeah. that his dad mentioned to him at some point. It seems yeah. like something that would come up. He'd be like, oh, you know, I went back at your wedding, updated my speech. Yeah. Or maybe maybe taking into account your theory of time travel not existing in this film. Yeah. It could have just been either something, either Tim was hoping or thinking that his dad should have said this, or that his dad, do you know what I mean? Like, it was a... It was some. It was just in Tim's head, rather like, than something. Like he imagined what his father was going to say, and then was surprised when his father said he loved it. Yes, like, yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, going. Oh, Dad's probably going to say this. You know what I and just thought of? Actually, though, says the nice thing. Given the idea that there's no time travel, mm. all of these speeches mm. happened potentially. Oh, yeah. Or Tim thought yeah. about what Rory might say, and it's like no. Thought about what Jay might say, and it said no. Or they all happened, and he's like, I don't want to think about those. In this uh, this bonus minute. Those two points that I said, James being proud, saying out loud that uh, he's not proud of many things, but he is proud of Tim, yeah. and also trying to marry someone kind. That's pretty much the only two things I took away from that minute, even though there were a lot about kind of jokey, those kind of quick-witted dialogue mm-hmm. moments. I think at the beginning of that minute, he says, Tim's you know, I can tell you about... <laughs> yeah, many feelings yeah. as a man. Yeah, yeah. And as thing. a table yeah. tennis player. Yes, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think those were all overshadowed by those those things for me. I, I really liked those kind of emotional pulls at 
again, his and Which, his and to be fair to you and are trite, but to be fair to you are true. So. Mm, yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Andy, if you could go back in time to any point in your life to either relive it or change something <laughs> about it, what moment in your life would that be? You, you, so the listeners don't know, Andy is looking very excited and prepared at this point. <laughs> well, okay, so I was thinking about this. I, I put way too much thought into answering this question, and I thought, okay, what's my gut instinct, right? What's my gut instinct answer to that question? Just my, if I had to say one thing, what would it be straight away? And if I had to go back and change one thing, it would be going back to when I left school, when I left sixth form, I would have just gained this much more confidence and self-belief. I just, I would have, I would have chased something because I was lost for so long when I left school. There was absolutely no uh, path to go down. I had no idea what I was doing for years. So I wish I'd have just left school and just been like, I'm going to try and make something of myself. I'm just going to go and meet as many people and be as happy as I can and uh, and do that. So that was my gut instinct. But then I was like, if I could really go back in time, for real, if someone was like, you're actually going back in time and changing something, what would I change? And it would be absolutely nothing because I love my life. I love my life so much. I'm the happiest I've ever been. And if I did anything differently at any point, I might not be here. And weirdly, I you're you're only the that. second person to have said that. I expected everyone mm. to give that answer who's seen this film, but we yeah. only had someone like the other week say it. Was it was yeah. it Kate who said it, Robert, yeah. or was it someone it was else? I can't remember. Yeah. So literally mm. two weeks in a row, this <laughs> has been the answer yeah. has been nothing, and up up till this point, people have looked at it differently. So that's great, and thanks for giving us the other yeah. answer as well. It was good. So, have you anything specific to promote? I will, at this point, have a new book coming out next month called Serving Suggestions, and you can go to tinystupidmortals.co.uk to check it out. Anybody that is local to me in the southwest England area, I also have a live show if social distancing is okay with it. I will have a live show going out at the end of this year or the beginning of next year, but you can keep up to date with everything at Tiny Stupid Mortals. Buy the book, buy tickets to stuff. It's super fun and it's a, it's a good laugh. So you can find me there. Yeah. So you're Andy Hayden J on Instagram and your yeah. shows and all of that stuff. Robert, yes. where can the listeners find Robert you? Robert Eugene Black on social media and LemmingDrops.com for links to podcasts, blog of that short film that you said. Oh, the Korean thing you sent. <laughs> yeah, but the Korean kind of yeah, it just. But it seems it seemed good and. Interesting, and I didn't realise that you were also in the film. Yeah. So that was, yeah. <laughs> if I if I knew Korean, I'm sure I'd find it all the more fascinating. <laughs> and the listeners can find me on Twitter at Llama underscore Bottle Zero, Instagram at Ginger Luke, Facebook at Luke Allen Film. All podcasts, radio appearances, newspaper articles, short films are all at LukeAllen.co.uk. This show is um, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Two Mins About Time. They can also join our Facebook group, The Cupboard, to discuss all things to do with About Time, the podcast, tangents, what guests you hate. Uh, tell us all this stuff. I've made that guess you hate joke several times, but I, I, I like I like saying it, and I'm waiting for someone to eventually do it. No, they'll just tell. They'll just say us, Robert. So I'm just looking once again at these rhyming animal-themed. Um, oh yes, I actually I I googled some. Can I do oh, one? Yes. Can I do one yes. to sign off my last episode? That's even better. Let me uh, let me get them back up again. Because 
yeah, you threw me with it. I said there'd be surprises in here, and you, <laughs> you got me. Um, and I don't know which one you've already got, so I'm gonna do, <laughs> I'm gonna do, hit the road, silly toad. Nice. We haven't done that one. That's good. <laughs> Bro, well thanks so much for joining us this weekend. Thank you for having me. You've, you've put love for this film in my heart, and I'm gonna watch this far more often. I love this. Great. <laughs> The Two Minutes About Time theme is performed by Ethan O'Mahony and is a cover of the About Time theme originally composed by Nick Laird Close. Two Minutes About Time is a production of Lemming Drop Studios in association with Bottle O Productions. <laughs>